Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to part two of a debate about parenting, parenting styles, the emotions, the highs and lows, the difference between the male and female experience. I'm Russell Kane, the host of Man Baggage, and I'm joined by Emmanuel Sanobi and Sophie McCartney. What about taking criticism? How are you taking criticism, so for someone criticising your I'm much parenting? better. <laughs> I'm much better now. Because I always think if someone's different to you, it doesn't mean they're wrong, it just means they're different. And when someone says something... My initial reaction before was to lose my shit and tell you everything I don't like about you. Whereas now it's more, mate, just listen, because they might have a point. And also it might be something that you didn't know that you didn't know. You might think you're doing it right and there might be a better way to do it that you just didn't know. So I'll always, I'll always do my best, I'll say, to listen first before... I start smashing plays, says up. <laughs> Sophie, how, how do you respond to criticism from... Well, I suppose it's different depending on who says it. What about if your fella's mum says something? I mean, that's been a bit of a, an issue. Do you know what, though? I'm so lucky. She's a legend. She's... Yeah, she she wouldn't. She wouldn't ever. Um, so I'm quite lucky in that way. She, I mean, she might go and say it behind my back, which she wouldn't, she wouldn't say it to my face. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> but now, do you know what? I don't think anybody that I know has ever actually had had the balls to to criticise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I think, um, I think there's quite a... Uh, maybe They're like all a dead with milk pads in their yeah. mouths, just like in shallow graves <laughs> in the garden. Ninja, yeah. <laughs> um, I think people have a way of doing it. I think other mums have a way of doing it. It's more like a passive aggressive way of doing it. So they're, you know, they're putting the boot in, but without actually putting the boot in. And so it's, it's like breastfeeding as well. I mean, you can never, never win. I'm ever a talk online about breastfeeding. It's like, oh God, I, re- I massively regret my life choices. It's just like, if you like breastfeeding, breastfeed. If you don't, if fucking you don't, don't. Yeah. Just, full and stop. And that's fine. That and seems that, to be and the that's debate. Fine. But I mean, I did all like NCT classes and things and, um, and my absolute unit of, of a child when he came came out he was quite difficult to breastfeed it was like you know taking an eight-year-old out and trying to breastfeed him because he was <laughs> he was so big and I just didn't feel comfortable with it and so when I was out and about I'd maybe express milk and I'd take a bottle and you know we'd go and have our NCT meets and and I'd get the I'd get the head tilt and they'd be like are you not breastfeeding him and I'm like is it any of your business if I do yeah. or if I don't and, and then I'd feel like I'd have to be like oh but, oh but it's breast milk in a bottle like it's still my milk I'm just not you know getting my boob out in public and it's like it's none of your business but I think people will 
and they, people just can't help themselves when it comes to, to parenting. If you've got kids, suddenly you are an expert on all matters regarding parenting. So you do find that, but I do find kind of in mum circles and parenting circles, you get that kind of, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, but I'm not going to tell you, but I am going to tell you approach to it. I did find that curious. I mean, when we were we just, literally just Lindsay had just come out of the operator we didn't get our baby out um had to come out sunroof as well it was planned though Minna didn't refuse to turn around cord around the neck upside down back to front as awkward as possible <laughs> and with maximum drama ripped out John her alien style so we're just laying there in, in that moment Lindsay doing her first breastfeed and the midwife's actual words she saw me reading a book I said, what else is there to do? Because I can't do any of that side of it. So I immerse myself in the support team. I basically become a shit assistant manager waiting to be dismissed. And I was reading about, I can't remember what it was on, sleep patterns or feed patterns or something. She went, put that down and stop wasting your time. I was like, sorry. She went, the baby will lead you. There's nothing you can learn from books. There's nothing anyone can teach you. Let the baby lead you. I'm like, where the fuck? If you, I mean, if we just followed that, we'd be dying of cholera and diphtheria still. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is some shit we can learn from books. But there's even a school of thinking about not thinking when it comes to... If you're thinking and researching, you're obviously a bad parent and not a holistic reacting to your baby's patterns, hippie parent. You know, not all of us want to live like that. So but Lindsay and I decided to live our lives on a routine with structure and planning. Not saying that it's superior to people that want to loll about in the bed doing feeds till 5am. If they want to do that and it makes them happy, let them fucking do it. But we didn't want to. But we're the minority. So we were getting criticism in the other direction for being organised. And my God, is your, is your child sleeping through the night? That's not right. How have you done that? Shouldn't, it shouldn't be. Your life should be hell. You should be masturbating in the spare room while she sleeps with the baby. In the, in the, that's normal. Why have you got an active sex life? That's wrong. Like we fucked up positively so i wondered what a being dictated to by your friends that's one thing but two the routine versus instinct school of parenting and it starts when she's still pregnant and it seems to continue all the way through it's still going on now i'm still being laughed at for my scheduled museum visits and reading schedules and things so it's weird because you think you because you'd need a happy medium of both i mean imagine if they didn't do and no, let's not look at books Look, think of the mortality rate that would have happened in, in <laughs> labour. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, I'm a midwife. You've been to school. Don't need to. I listen to the kid. <laughs> Let the baby teach. <laughs> baby has shown me the way. Yeah. But I've got some very happy friends that live their life that way. They come home, baby cries, baby feeds. And now they've got a 10-year-old when Monty wants to do art. Monty does art. Monty stays up till one in the morning or Monty sleeps at 8 p.m. And they're happy as pigs in shit. So who am I to judge? I think very much either, and if that's what they want to do, that's down to them. But where do you sit on the organisation to let... Look, it's, he's, he's drawing a cock on the wall. It's good, he's expressing himself. He stabbed the cat, wonderful. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm, I need that organisation. And also, life isn't that free. Because I, I, my opinion is that as parents, we have to teach our children to function in the real world. And I think if you coddle them so much or let them do whatever they want to, whenever they want to, when they get to that age of actually having to function, they're in for a big shock because all of a sudden you can't just turn up to work whenever you want to. You're not just going to get the job because you put an application in. Like you have to, like you have to be the best in your situation for you to possibly get through it. These are sort of the real world life conundrums that people and they're not always nice. They're not always fair. 
but they happen. The, a train isn't going to wait for you. You've got to get there on time for the train. And just because you're skipping around having a great time doesn't mean the train's going to sit there waiting for you because hey, that's, that's my, your right. That's getting dangerously close to my stand-up act now. But, um, <laughs> so, so, uh, Sophie, so what Emmanuel has just said would have been seen as reasonable and common sense 20 yeah. years ago, but is now seen as controversial by yeah. some people. There is a school of parenting, I'm not mocking it, it's just different to mine, where the word no is not used. It's not used at all. I'm mocking it. I'm no, actually no mocking No negative it. experience to be given because the child should be nurtured and grow. No competition. No one loses a race. No one wins a race. Sophie, where do you sit on this continuum of organisation, fascist, Stalin, Hitler like me versus... Oh, it's hippie. bullshit. Um, I read an article. <laughs> I read an article um, and it was about a guy who didn't believe in shouting at his children. It just He would look at the situation and then he would calmly try and get this child to explain what had happened and would say, well, do you know what? That that wasn't the correct way to do things. This is how we're going to do it moving forward. And I was like, lovely. Okay, obviously doesn't have a school-aged child trying to get the fucking shoes on in the morning, but brilliant, we'll all move on. So I thought, do you know what? Once I'm a holiday, I'm going to try this approach with my kids. And um, so my, my boy's um, the, the eldest one, and he's quite he's quite robust as previous note on size as well he's like he's six foot six foot yeah. three now isn't yeah 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 um and you know he's he's quite you know if he puts a dig into his little sister you know she she feels it and um so I decided you know I wasn't gonna shout I wasn't gonna do anything I was like sweetheart I was like come here I was like why did you hit your sister and he was like she's annoying me and I said okay okay I was like well what do you think you should have done? And he was like, use the spade. And I was like, okay, and we're done here, people. Like, it was absolutely, like, no actions and consequences. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't make a cry enough. I should have gone for the heavier objects. Like, like okay. So, yeah, I'm not, you know, I, I say no a lot in my house. I am public enemy number one because I will not let my eight-year-old have Fortnite. And he hates me for it like he the venom that comes from him when I tell him well no you can't tell him because you know there are paedophiles and you know just horrible children I don't like that go to your school that that play on this so I don't want you in all these online chat forums also you're eight it's a 12 you know you're not or 15 whatever it is I was like you are not emotionally ready for it and I am your parent I don't care what all the other kids in your class are doing I don't care what their parents say I am your parent and I say no. And do you know what? He doesn't like me for it, but I'm not here to be liked, quite frankly. <laughs> Nobody likes me in my house. Not even my husband likes me a vast majority of the time. And I'm fine with that. I've made my peace with it. And the, the worst thing is you used to like yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not <laughs> for a fair while. Gone. Yeah, <laughs> that's long gone. Do you know, do you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm with Sophie and that's the thing. My train of thought has always been, I'd rather do the really hard work now so I'm not having to bail him out of prison in 15 years. I'm not having to watch him go and do something stupid because no one's ever told him no. I'm not having to watch him stop, come back and be really shocked that he had to work for eight hours because he's never had to do that before. Like, you, these things you need to learn. And when it comes to shouting, shouting, it's, it's just an emotion. Emotions can't be right and wrong. They are what they are. If you feel it, it's whether or not you're able to explain it. And control it. Surely yeah. control is the most important thing there because there's a shout you can do 100%. as a parent where you know that scary feat. It's only happened twice since Minna's born where I've shouted and I'm like not in control of it. Like it's a genuine anger one rather than a me using my voice to do discipline. I think it's all very well saying it's an emotion, but if you're really like, you fucking can't at the bottom of the stairs and losing <laughs> it, so I'm more yeah, than capable of doing it. So I'll tell you what, I, when it comes to, because I think patience is a key word, you think I was a bouncer for 15 years. I... I have the patience of everyone put together. If you want to be a parent, go and work for six months 
uh, Weatherspoons or a Yates every weekend for rubbish money. And if you can get through that without being arrested, <laughs> then you're allowed to be a parent. Because <laughs> anyone, that's, anyone that's tried to get a toddler dressed knows how to deal with drunk people. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's, pretty much, it's pretty much the same thing. You're going to be a nightmare when they're teenagers. You'll be kicking the toilet door open with your little torch, won't you? What's going on in there? What are you doing? What are you doing? Get out. Don't care who your dad is. Get out. You brought your own own toothpaste in. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's stuff like that. So I've I've heard every lie. I've heard the excuses of everyone. And and you've got to spend a whole evening because you see people at their very worst at that job. And that's the thing. And when you see them at their worst, it makes... The other stuff quite trivial, so you know how to. Like, I, I made a lot of my mistakes as a parent, as a young bouncer being an idiot, or in different situations, or playing rugby. And you see what losing my temper in that situation got me. So now I, I recognise the triggers. I know what's going to annoy me, and I don't do it. So I I can feel when I'm going to get annoyed. I feel, and that's the thing. The kids now that they they know when they've got close to the line with me. So they hear my tone of voice and they and they stop. <laughs> Just a bit of week a bit of week comes out and they leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> well the pair of you are scary fuckers, so that's the end of that debate. Uh- this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, so I want to ask you about where you get your parenting styles from. Is it stuff that you've discovered, Sophie, through trial and error? And to what extent was the culture that you grew up in? I don't know anything about the culture you grew up in. Was it a working class, middle class? Was it northern, southern, international parents? No, no. Scouse, does that count? I mean, that's quite... Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, frankly, exactly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Liverpool would like it too. Fucking independent republic. <laughs> um, no, so, yeah, I mean, my mum was a primary school teacher, so that kind of kept me in line. 
a little bit and I don't I don't sound very scouse I mean when I'm I'm hammered uh, or shouting yeah, after, uh, after the fourth Sambuca like I'll fucking yeah, take it I'll fucking up you you fucking slag yeah <laughs> <laughs> or just when I shout at my husband that's when mostly I get quite scouse like Steve down the third that's when you know hi scouse um, so yeah so she was an, she was a primary school teacher the specialist was in English so you know whenever I would you know in the scouse in the scouse language uh, we yeah. drop certain uh, <laughs> vowels and letters off the end and I was never allowed to do that so you know it was um it was quite they were quite strict and you know I I wasn't allowed to do things as a child as a teenager I went to an all girls church of England high school and I had no fun no fun until I went to university and then I went wild so my children will not be doing that because I've learned from my own mistakes um so what what are you saying you would send your children to mixed comprehensive yeah I would I think um being in an all-girls school like girls at at that age are bitches and it was just quite a a difficult environment to be in and it, it can be catty and you know clicky and and I also just looking at it from a practical perspective didn't know any boys I didn't have you know didn't have that extra kind of rapport with anybody of the the opposite sex apart from when it came to you know dating boys or the year seven and eight disco and then I was like oh my god oh my gosh you know and then I went to university and I was like hello is that is that a dick tree in the courtyard allow me to harvest yeah and so you know (laughs) and so I don't want I'm like my kids I'm like absolutely not no thanks they're gonna just expose you early so the excitement of when you're older just isn't as as much Um, like the vaccine program just two jabs to give you a lifelong immunity or or two pricks (laughs) two pricks either way yeah i was trying to clean it up but yeah i went there yeah sorry Um, i don't don't know if i kind of i you know i think you always say don't you You're never going to be like your parents i think everybody has uttered those words at at some point in your life that certain things that they do that you remember from your childhood you go god i'm never going to do that but all too soon your own parents words just come out of your mouth and they come they come back to haunt you and I mean my dad was all would always say to me things like you know you will never know how much that we love you until you have kids of your own it's true you know I just used to think that they were monsters wouldn't let me go out to Yeatsies when I was like 11 <laughs> like dressed in a mini skirt you know it's because the bouncer there was a bit dodgy yeah, when yeah absolutely <laughs> um, but- lucky. My, my dad just said you will never know how much I love you and stop the conversation there. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. What What were your parents like? See, that's it. So my parents, my parents are like we're a Nigerian family, and Nigerians it's very much hierarchy. Are, they, are your parents born in the UK or are they born in Nigeria? No, no, no. So they're born in Nigeria, and then so I've got five older sisters. So out of six kids, three of us were born here, three of us were born in Nigeria. So we used to go back and forth as well. So we we got a very big taste of a England English culture and a Nigerian culture, then it just fused in the middle when we were at home. Now I've watched a lot of stand-ups from Nigerian parents and the stereotype is it's a fuckload stricter than British parenting. Yeah, yeah. Massively. Like hearing hearing your friends like not even swear, just answer back to their parents as a child was like <laughs> mouth open listeners mouth is yeah. open at the moment it was there was a few of them like that when we I, I watched this one video of the there's this little American kid like of course he's American and uh, his mum's trying to tell him off and the kid keeps interjecting and interjecting even that part I was like I, I'd have been I'd have been beaten 
at that point. What, for interjecting? Yeah, yeah. And then the kid carries on. And, and the mum is trying to talk to him. Because the kid can't get his point across, he slaps his mum. Oh and I drop my phone. I dropped my phone and I, I had to phone up my mum and apologise to her just in case she knew that I was watching it. I was like, I can't believe that some kids are able to do like that is that is just ridiculous. It is it's a, it's absolute nuts. So I Man, you for like for people like me, okay. So I, I, I'm struggling a little bit at the moment. I find it hard to be strict strict enough. So there is a bit of a flashpoint between me and uh Lindsay, to be honest, because she feels like she's turning into bad cop. Because I, well, the exact term she uses is pussy hole. That's what she calls me. <laughs> and because all Minna's got to do is cry. And, I'm not, and she, her impression of me is, baby, are you okay? Are your needs met? Blah, blah, blah. And I use like quite a lot of American terminology trying to understand her viewpoint. But I keep saying to Lindsay, I do get results with a gentler approach. Like I'm getting my results without up, round, sides, ahead for interjecting. So I'm not saying physical discipline, but how do you, I can't get past that ick feeling of making a really cry from being horrible i just can't do it so the times that i've had to put my kids in their place like, i mean the first one didn't know her he didn't cry i did and it was because i didn't want to do it but it needed to be done like he was being dangerous and he could have hurt himself and he needed to know that you can't like you can't do that in the kitchen near the stove but i think at that point he was just shocked that i spoke to him like that but it's 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 difficult because I never I've never really had to do it now because they they all know the lines. So I told them if I tell you something three times, you're not listening, and now you're going to start losing stuff. And it made it it made it much easier. So they knew the line of where it was. But at the same time, they they know that Daddy is a massive softy. Like we we were walking to school, and Chloe said to me, "Daddy, I want to go on your shoulders." I was like, "No, you can walk to school." And she went. But I need a hug. I said, oh, if you need a hug, why don't you start with that, silly? Get up here. No, it was the same. Like, no, no, the other day was like, Daddy, I want to sit on your shoulders. And I was like, I'm not going to say no to him because Chloe done the other day. But that looks weird because even though he's seven, that kid's nearly five foot. The kid's a unit. So now I've just got this adult. We look like two boys on a night out. Lads, lads, lads. <laughs> All that was missing was a cone on one of our heads, like walking down drunk with it. I was like, we look like such morons. But I was like, this is so much fun with it. But they they, they, they know the line. And I think the way that I've achieved it is I took all the stuff that, that worked on me as a kid yeah. and then not used all the stuff that didn't work on me as a kid and found that happy medium. And for me, I found it works. Sophie, do you, how, what advice have you got for people like me? I know I'll be listening to this that struggle to be badass. Um, well, do you know they what? know it's their fault. Um, I thought, I've never made my children cry. Uh, not for want of trying. I've screamed at them and I get nothing and it infuriates me. <laughs> do you want me to come round? <laughs> yeah, can you? Because I am... Yeah. I am good at it. Just give the look. Just give the look. Yeah. Uh, and, just and just come round. Sit down! Just come round with an iPad, Emmanuel, and go, I'm on Fortnite all the time if you want to log on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll be asking again to play. <laughs> but go on, any badass lessons? Do you know what? I, I, what I find, I mean, I guess I've got the son and daughter combo and I find that my son... Is it different? That'd yeah, be a better question. Yeah, is it different? It is. 
and my son is so I can do things like I can take away um I can take away his switch I can take away television time I can take away uh football I can you know and he understands the merit in that and my daughter is so smart and I'll do this and then she looks at me she goes didn't want it anyway and then you're like oh, yeah. and then you've got nothing uh, and yeah. she's and she's so manipulative over a situation and you know and I don't know whether it's just a female thing like the female of the species you know we 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 learn it young and you know pretty much fresh out the womb you, you know you can be wrapped around a finger and she just she just she won't be disciplined in the same way but in the same way I think girls as well are a lot more independent as well and just Emmanuel what were you saying about you you shout at your son because he what, nearly touched the stove or um, so my daughter she's nearly tried to run out onto a road a couple of times and like that she's fearless and I've grabbed her and I've yanked her back to the side of the road and I've torn strips off her like in public as well which you know isn't isn't your finest moment and also you know when you've had a few kids and your bladder weakness isn't great it's not the best to shout at the top <laughs> of your lungs in public it's you know it's not ideal and I feel a, squ- a squirt of wee with every bit of discipline undermines you yeah, somewhat doesn't exactly, it exactly exactly <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah and she and she, myself now yeah. that's what you've done look what you, you made me do listen to me squirt 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 <laughs> But yeah, it still doesn't, you know, it still doesn't kind of resonate with her in the same way that it does with him. And he is, you know, we, we tried things like the naughty step as well. We did, we did all that kind of stuff when they were younger, you know, oh no, actions and consequences. I get to sit, you know, mess around on the steps for, you know, five minutes and, and twiddle my thumbs and pick my nose while you're not looking. And, and my, but my son would do it. He would go and sit on it and he would do his time. And, you know, sometimes I'd forget about him and I'd go and watch a bit of Netflix and I'd hear a little voice. Go, Can I come off yet, mommy? I'd be like, oh yes, of course you can. Well done, darling. Come and you know, come, come out and, with these tats. I've done the time. Yeah, I've done the time. I'm never going down again. Parole. But we'd, um, you know, I'd, I'd have a thing with him. Whereas if he did that, if he went and did the time, when he would come back from that, we'd then have to have a conversation because I'm not just going to punish him and you know just and leave it at that. I want him to know why that's happened and why there's been you know that that consequence to, to you know the, the action that he's done. And so we'd always you know come back, have the conversation. Okay are you sorry? You know, and it was normally, you know, yes, I'm sorry. Did you know why you're sorry? And normally it's no, I don't know why I'm just saying things because I know that you want to hear them. But, you know, we, we try and explain that outlook, but it was my daughter. That's know, a very male trait, isn't it? Yes. I'm sorry for whatever, whatever I've done just, in advance. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just know I need to say it and everything will go back to being okay. Um, but you know, my daughter, she would go and always sit like one foot away from the naughty step or she'd like kind of graze it with just one oh. arse cheek. You know, she would just never go on it properly. She would never conform. And there's a bit of me that, you know, that if, I think if you have daughters, you want to raise strong women. And then there's just another bit of you that's just like, oh, just, stop asking you to do it please just do it for the love of god do it and um, so yeah it is very different to answer that question but you know she's i just find with her my approach is different and you've just got to you've got to swap your approaches out per kid you know not all kids are the same and you've got to switch up a little bit and for her i i get to her level and you know i've learned with her a long time ago that shouting at her doesn't work and but actually getting down to her and getting her to explain out why she's angry or why she's lashing out or why why she's cross. I actually get a better response with her that way. And and sometimes my husband, he's again opposite to you then Russell, he's he would he would go in there like steamroll and and just be like, why have you done this? And she's just like, jog on, I'm not, you know, you talk to me like that. Mm, I don't think so. Mm-mm. And she will drop off out of the room and just be like, he's so disrespectful. But if you actually if he actually <laughs> said to her, you know, talk to me about it, she would talk to him about it. So yeah. yeah. I like I like that approach. I'm a talker. Yeah. Listen, we are out of time. I'm just gonna ask you one like so just a quick one i'm not going to ask you as bluntly as like if you could go back in time would you live life without kids instead because 
most people are, going, are never going to answer that honestly, even if they would answer in the negative. I'll ask you a more difficult question. It's just a fun one, just a quick answer, Emmanuel. If I could show you a short five-minute montage film of what your life would really have been like had you not have children, would you even want to watch it? No. In case it was more positive, or would you be curious to know what what the childless Emmanuel's life would have been like exactly from the point you've had kids up to now? And it's real. I've used some godlike power to make what really would have happened on this five minute montage. Do you know what? The, a very strange thing happened when when Noah was born, and I thought I thought to myself, I actually can't remember what it was like not having him. It just feels like he's always been there, mm. and I and I literally when he was born. It calmed me down because I thought, I'm never going to top this. This is, what more can you do with a life than create another one? I thought, I'm never going to top this. Open for me in Telford? Was that close? (laughs) (laughs) I weren't going to say anything (laughs) because he he, he listens to your podcast all the time. I'm like, will you stop it? (laughs) So would you watch it or not? No, I wouldn't. You'd be too scared. To watch no, it. I just don't. I just don't need to know. Plus, it, knowing me, it'd probably be really embarrassing. I'd probably done some horrible things. Would you watch yours, Sophie? Would you? What is it? Um, so you're like seven, eight years into yeah. post being a parent. So you could still meet your fella. You could do all that, but you've made a decision. Do you know what? Let's just lead a life where we're just really into each other. And we celebrate each other and don't have children. Would you watch the the eight year montage? No, it'd you know, be really boring. We'd have run out of things to talk about years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, I'd also be two stone thinner, and I wouldn't be able to mentally hack it. Um, so no, I, I wouldn't. And do you know what? Right, my life, my life. I actually genuinely think is better now for having had my kids in so many ways like they they teach me so much they you know it's corny isn't it like I'm a better person but I am and I think that's maybe just a hormonal thing that it makes you all you know squishy and sad I cry at donkey sanctuary adverts and I just there's no explanation for it I'm just a lot more emotional now but you know I wouldn't have got into comedy if I hadn't had my kids the only reason I started doing this was because my job wouldn't take me back I worked in PR and they wouldn't take me back as part-time and so I was like well okay it makes no financial sense to do this and throw the kids in nursery so I'm just gonna just go off and just see what I can do and I just started making like comedy videos at home and and that's how I got into what I'm doing it and I would probably have never gone down that path if I hadn't had them so you know they've given me love they've given me life and they've kind of you know given me a job as well thanks I would have had terrible material without the kids <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it would have all been like you know, you know when you're working on the door <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're, we're out of time. I thank you so much. You have delivered a wonderful podcast. We've cleared the amniotic fluid from the surface of this podcast to reveal a wonderfully formed debate. Thank you very much to Emmanuel Sanubi and Sophie McCartney. Uh, I've been Russell Kane. If you've liked what you've heard, please do hang around. If you just chanced here as fans of one of these two, highly likely, then why not hit subscribe and listen to some previous episodes. We talk about dieting and food and New Year's resolutions and all those things that we've all sp- we've spoken about today. Loads of other debates, so please do hang around. If you don't like it, please don't leave a negative review because I can't handle it. So just don't do that. Just been le- Or leave a fake positive one and then I will send you cash via PayPal. Thank you very much. I've been Russell Kane. Goodbye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 